0: Block
1: talk radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Brand like Pepsi, that's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it.
2: They know that, even if they don't know me anymore than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills.
1: What the fuck are you talking what about? What I'm bro? talking
2: about is when you chop my sales
1: down to one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it blue magic. That is trademark infringement. You understand what I'm saying?
0: I am here. It is our very last Tell the Truth Tuesday. It is December 26, 2017, and it is the day after Christmas and in what we call upstate New York near Canada, our beloved Boxing Day. So, 2017 i said was a ball headed a bitch of a year um it's ending on a sweet note like i, I knew it would um but i'm going to recap my 2017 because that's what tell the truth tuesday was all about and then well i'm going to recap as much as i can speak about and then i'm going to talk about the best thing that i saw or witnessed in 2017 and the worst thing because i think that's important so every year probably about the beginning of December, I get a composition notebook, you know, the marble ones, the old school joints that are like 50 cent. And I write literally every goal in that book. And we're not talking about, oh, I want to buy a new car. I want, no, I'm talking about every little single goal. So actually, let me, I'm going to actually go over some of what I said. Um, Renovate my mom's house, buy my house. Uh, I have little things on here like new chairs for my shop because at the beginning of last year I was actually going to open up uh, a Zero Fux Nation shop in the outlet mall here. But they didn't like the name. I didn't want to change it, so that did not happen. So but just to give you an example, you know, photo shoot, uh, with this particular photographer, seat covers for truck, you know, I, I go into depth thirty five, forty five thing. Get get new phones. Uh, call in all favors, do a book giveaway, uh, institute paperwork for this, that organized closets. I mean, I, I write down every single goal so that when I think in my mind that I have extra money, I really don't. Because I'm like, okay, well in your goal book You said that you wanted to do this And I actually just had to add For 2018, I had to add uh, Salt Lake City, Utah To one of the goals Because uh, we have an airline that actually flies there Now directly from Buffalo So let's get into the shit So one of the best things that happened Well, let me start with myself Because, you know, obviously Vanity wins every time So 2017 Started with me Uh, In a whirlwind of a situation Uh, Found out You know that I was a child Found out that I had some cancerous uh, Activity going on And that was in January And a surgery had to be cancelled February, end of February Y'all know the, the ball dropped Ended up having to get A hysterectomy full Everything gone with the exception of my eggs Which means that if I wanted to I could Hire a surrogate but who wants to do that I mean we're in our 40s now uh, March we had my son's birthday. You know he had a big you know limousine pick his friends up. we shut down a deli there was it was a very it was almost like he well because he wanted a bar mitzvah and I'm like, okay honey, we're not Jewish, so let's just have a big party and bagels and all that other stuff and sandwiches and you know cake by miss Mary of course she's been doing my son's cake since we moved here uh eight years ago. um Let me see April. It was all about making sure that I was healed enough to be able to go back to work. May, went back to work, celebrated the holidays as usual. June, we had my birthday. That was amazing because I had gained 30 pounds in like six months, which is how I knew something was wrong, especially when you're an athlete. You know, and you've kept your weight for 40 years. You're obviously like, okay, something's wrong. My size sixes ain't fitting. My size fours ain't fitting you know. And yes, that's what size I wear. So, like if I had to get to an 8, you're talking about like, okay, bitch, it's too it's too much. You have to stop laying off on the bread. But that usually never happens. 6 was usually on my on my bigger size. So, We lose all this weight We go shopping Everything's amazing Uh, I celebrate my birthday in Toronto With my work wives And with my girl And with my people You know Saladin came up Asiatic was there That's the gentleman That owns all the the dojos For the uh, Wang Chung and the Six He owns I think Three dojos now Over there Between Brampton, Mississauga And Toronto He also owns land In the Philippines So you know We sat and chopped it up Talk business Um and he was actually, I have to definitely shout out Asiatic because he was actually one of the first people that was like, you're doing stuff on such a small scale and you need to be getting shipping containers full of, you know, your product, you know, for zero fucks here and I can help you with that. Like this man didn't know me from Adam, didn't ask me for a dollar. He was like, oh, I know the the owner over here at Brims, you could be doing this, you could be doing that, and and so on and so forth, and I did. Smart, you know, not everything needs to be announced, okay, but it's the end of the year, let's talk about it uh, July went to my cousin Michelle's wedding. That was amazing. Versace down heads. toe, and it was amazing that I still saw the snake pit of people that had something to say about me. And one of the reasons that people used to didn't like me when I was a kid is because I wasn't allowed really out the house. My dad, I had a very present father, a very, you know, psychotic mother. And I literally left here when I was 18, didn't come back till I was 34. And then when I would come back on the interim, it was almost like they were looking at a new girl every time. And I was never ugly. I mean, my mother's job, dead gorgeous. I just was a nerd. I just wasn't interested in fashion. I wasn't interested in my waist-length, black, long, curly hair. I wasn't interested in any of it. I thought I was Lisa Bonet. I was a poet. You know, Kendra and I did the acting classes, that Paul Robeson Theater in Buffalo, so there really wasn't time. Like, even my high school boyfriend, you know, that was already compartmentalized. He was an athlete. You know, it, it just it was What it was. So that was July. August, I feel the need to have a conversation with somebody because someone was, again, telling lies and spreading non truths. And one thing about a queen, if you ever try to knock a queen off a throne, she built her fucking self, she's going to fight you to the end. So people took a lot, some people took certain things that I said and did personally, and they shouldn't have. You came at me with a little bit of venom, so I just gave you back. What you did, so I'm the type of person that, if you come at me a certain way and because you don't know any of my business you you know what you see or you know what you see on the internet, and really you can 't even trust what you see when I 'm in front of you because we're multifaceted people that would be like me saying that I knew everything that there was about will Smith we don't you know Prince was one of the greatest icons in the world, and that that really hurt my soul, my soul when he passed away and you have to understand that the circumstances surrounding it, I don't believe it. Uh, in addition to that, because it's almost like he was my family member, I'm like, no, I've loved this man since I'm, you know, eight years old. And what I loved about his death was that uh, his best friend, Van, who is actually a CNN correspondent, and he's he's been on uh, Dateline, he's all over the, the news, he said, listen, I was sworn to secrecy until the man passed, which we didn't know was going to be so soon. That a lot of the movements, the Black Lives Matter and a lot of things like that, different uh, funding, and then there was funding for technology, there were all these million dollar donations. We're talking about multi-million dollar donations. They were done by Prince. And so he did it anonymously. He didn't tell anyone. And I said, you know, and I said this on my show when he passed away, I said, you know, I want to be like that. I want to be the person that they know is on their shit, but you don't really know what I do. And I found, I was so intrigued with that by the way that Trent, Prince treated his women. You never heard about his women slandering each other, slandering him. Maite wrote a book, I'm not going to front, I but I got the book. Couldn't read it because she's interjecting other things when really I just wanted to read about her relationship with Prince because I know that he adored her. We know that he adopted her at a young age. He met her in Spain, you know. And I really wanted to hear about their love story Because people assume that all love stories end in marriage and end in babies And they don't Some love stories end in tragedy They end in death And they end in divorce But take it for what it's worth and let it end I love the fact that he, she never spoke ill of him Eric Benet's current wife is Prince's ex-wife Y'all know I have all the teeth She's equally gorgeous She don't look better than Halle Berry Eric Benet lost his fucking mind with that one But whatever Uh, And, you know, you don't hear the girls slandering each other. You don't hear people talking shit about each other. You don't hear that. So when you have a situation where an icon like that dies, and then you're sitting there watching how everyone around him is picking up the pieces but the family. The family did him super, super, super dirty, and I didn't appreciate it. Nobody that was close to him appreciated it. You know, like Jay-Z said in one of the songs on the last album, the 444 album, he said, you know, I'm surprised you guys didn't auction off the casket. Hold on. We got a call from the 612. Let's see who this is. Caller, are you there?
2: Yes, hello. Good evening.
0: Hello. Yes, I can hear you.
2: Yes, uh, good evening and uh, Merry Christmas. How are you doing?
0: I'm fabulous, and can I ask who I'm speaking to?
2: Yeah, my name's Robert.
0: Hi, Robert. How are you? Is this your first time calling into the show? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, because sometimes I don't pick up the phone, so that's okay. So where are you calling from? What area code is 612?
2: Uh, it's in Minneapolis.
0: Okay, so you're in Minneapolis. So now I was just getting ready to talk about the uh, the Dr. Umar Situation do you are you familiar With, just, with what just happened to him
2: Oh no, know what happened
0: Okay Me personally I don't like him Okay and I did a show It might have been a little bit over a year Ago where it had come Out you know and we all know he's a Hotep and he's you know he's A um, you know quote Unquote a psychotherapist and all these other things And there are some things that he says that are positive That I do agree with but for the most part I don't look at that You know, he had a relationship with an exotic dancer, and when the relationship was exposed, because this is a man that's going and telling black men what they should be doing with their money and how they should be, you know, giving him money to build the school, which he had raised over $400,000, and it was in a GoFundMe account to put the school, I believe it was in Chicago. It was either Chicago or Philly, I can't remember. And and I want to say it's Philly, because it's Pennsylvania who took his license, yeah. So he basically got caught again, stealing money, doing all this other stuff. Well, the first time he got caught with this woman. Now, look, he's a man. Men like strippers. That's just, that's what it is. They're going to look, they're going to do whatever. But you can't be a man like Umar Johnson and have a full-blown relationship with a dancer and then go to meetings and tell women that it's because you're not covered up that you can't find a husband. It's because you're not right with the Lord that you can't find a husband. It's because you wear synthetic hair that you're not right, you know, you're not right with the Lord. And if you give me $100 and you buy my books and you buy my merchandise, that somehow that's going to make you feel like you're right with the Lord and you can find a husband. So a lot of these women with their heads wrapped and fully, you know, three-fourths of claws brought into that. Meanwhile, you had an entire relationship with an exotic dancer. So when she exposed it, Instead of him just saying, Look, I apologize, whatever, whatever, if that was not, you know, I'm being a hypocrite, he called the woman a maggot, blamed her for losing all kinds of funding for his school. You know, there was a quote unquote very, uh, you know, well to do basketball player child so with nobody donating to him. But, anyways, called her a maggot, called her out of her name. That's a character issue for me. Because if you would lay down with a woman, break bread with her, eat dinner with her, lay down with her, and then because she does something that you don't like, okay, because you disrespected her, now she's a maggot and she's all those things, what does that, as 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 a man, what does that make you? That makes you the lover of a maggot, <laughs> the lover of a bitch, the lover of a hoe, the lover of all these things, correct?
2: Right, and I think I agree with you as far as what he did being wrong and everything, but... If you separate that from say the point about, you know, women dressing more modestly or increase the chances of being mm-hmm. a husband. In principle, that is kind of true. I mean, from a man's perspective, you know, men men when they look at women, they automatically put women in one or two categories: either wife and care or say, that a guys trying to have sex with. I mean that's just women I'm sure you guys have similar ways of categorizing men. That's what most men do. And most men, mm-hmm. based on their first encounter with you, will determine what type of woman you are. If you're a woman that they consider that they have respect for, they put you in the white material category. Meaning
0: by that, their
2: whole approach towards you
0: becomes different
2: than a the woman
0: they put in the other category. That's what.
2: Most but here's what, here's
0: what I'm saying. And I totally, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. But here's what I'm saying. A man, he's going to sleep with them both. He's going to sleep with them both. It doesn't matter if I dress up and I, listen, there was a saying going around 2017 talking about hoes is winning. And, and it's funny because I'm laughing because, you know, the whole Cardi B situation, I mean, she had a wonderful year. And I've always liked Cardi B, you know why? She could be a hoe, she could be whatever she was, and she'll tell you she was a hoe. She, she took money for sex. She was a dancer. And I'm not talking about just her being a dancer. She took money to, to have sex with people. She was giving blowjobs, whatever, whatever. I've been following Carly, Cardi B for years. When she used to be in that apartment with the red wall on it, I didn't start following her when she was watching, you know, when she was on Love and Hip Hop. I've been following her. The reason I liked Cardi B is because Cardi B was always honest. She would leave those dates and be in a cab. And literally, with her crooked teeth and everything, be like, yo, these girls be lying to you when they tell you they're not sucking dick or they not doing this and they're not doing that to get this money. I'm telling you, I know, because, you know, X, Y, and Z. She showed pictures of her knees where she was bloodying up her knees at night. She didn't really make a lot of money. And, you know, how when she went down south, the vibe was different when she was down there dancing down south. Because girls down south, especially in Atlanta, things like that, they're not doing nothing for free. Nothing. You can't even you can't even go to jail if that's their they line of work. You understand what I'm saying? So she's always been honest, and I think that that's why she would get more respect from me, right? Than a doctor Umar Johnson. You understand what I'm saying? So what he's saying could be right, right but, but, but you have to live.
2: Like... I'm, I'm sorry. Mean, I, I mean, you know, I hope you're not saying that most women are not out here hoeing around and basically selling their bodies for money. That's
0: no, that's not well, what I'm saying. I'm saying in her actually,
2: industry. You will know, have a job and work and, you know, have No, 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 that's what I'm saying.
0: It. I'm saying in her industry. She was saying in her industry that she doesn't like that these dancers and these quote-unquote Instagram models and, oh, I'm making appearances and things like that are lying, saying that they're just over there doing this and getting paid 10 racks a night. No, you're doing oh, X, no, Y, and, and Z to get that money. That. Like, right, and that's, that's what I respected about Cardi B was her saying, y'all got to stop telling these young girls that stripping is the lifestyle because it's not. And that's what her message was. Now, she was doing it, but Cardi B just now turned, I think, 25. So you're talking about she's doing this when she's 19, 20, 21 years old. Okay So you're talking about a girl That's saying I'm doing it Because I need the money Because I know what I'm doing With the money And she did Before she even got on Love and hip hop All that She got a house in Jersey She had you know She just got a car But she had a house in Jersey She was taking care of her parents Whatever The ends justified the means And she really just wanted To be a rapper Okay Do I condone it No Because I don't have a daughter But if I did You understand what I'm saying And she went about it that way I would be trying to coach her too So what Dr. Umar Johnson did Was say Okay look Let me give you an example if you're in a relationship with a woman, and this is what I love about men, when you're in a relationship with a woman, I've really never been with a guy that when the relationship was over, I'm talking about 10 years later, 20 years later, you can't come to them and tell them nothing about Denise. You can't. Any dude, no matter how we end it, whatever, whatever, they'll say, look, man, you know I used to be with her. Don't come at me with nothing if you wouldn't go tell her that to her face. I don't want to hear it. She moved on. I moved on. They shut the conversation down. Am I, are we in agreement here?
2: Well, you're asking me, or?
0: If you're in a relationship with somebody and the relationship doesn't work out, I don't care what she did. She was good to you. She made sure, you know, your your credit was straight. She made sure that you had something to eat. She was taking care of your family, making sure she's showing up to hospitals, court dates, all type of things, making sure that you, you know, had access to a a debit card, making sure that you had $2,000 on your wrist, never did nothing to you. This shit just didn't work out. Y'all just didn't get along, whatever. When that relationship is over, you shouldn't have nothing bad to say about her. I don't care what the streets say. Are we in agreement with that?
2: Oh, of course. But, I mean, even further with that, no man should be in a situation where the woman's doing that for him anyway. You know what I'm saying? I believe No, no, no. I disagree be because I never
0: say, see, go ahead.
2: No, what I mean by that is both individuals, both the man and the woman, should be financially independent. Without one mm-hmm. depending on the other or needing the other
0: to help them,
2: you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think what I'm saying a, is this: There's just a lot of lazy. Jokes I always have a here. nasty
0: habit of talking about you know them, and I don't say what I you know what was done for me. Now, make no mistake: If I spent five dollars, this person spent a hundred. If I, you know what I mean, did one thing, he did a hundred times more than what I did. I will say that. And that's why me personally, this is a person that made sure I was good when I was sick, you know, made sure, took took care of my family, put groceries in my house, whatever. There is nothing nobody on planet Earth can come to me and tell me about this dude. I don't care who he's sleeping with right now. I don't care, you know, this, this, and this. And that goes on for eternity. Even dudes that have done me dirty, I still find the silver lining because I would like to think that I don't choose poorly. You know, so, yeah, we might have had some problems. They may have did some quote-unquote nigger shit, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to let – first of all, nobody comes to me and talks to me about anybody that I used to lay down with. And the reason that they don't do that is because there's something about me that lets me know, that lets them know, I'm not with the shits. You're not going to come talk to me about somebody that I was in a relationship with for longer than 20 minutes. You're not. So, for right. me – I'm used to the type of man that if a gang of females came and say, yeah, back in the day, Denise did this, Denise did that, he's going to shut the conversation down and say, look, you talking about something from 25 years ago. Do you even talk to Denise? Do you even know her? Do she know that you're talking like this? Or they just shut the conversation down. That's what's up. I ain't seen her. I ain't talked to her. You know, I'm not used to somebody that is sitting around cackling with other females, you know, maybe trying to figure out what size dresses each other wear because that's a bitch, you know what I mean? That that's to me that's a feminine trait. You know, that's something that females do, sit around with other females. So now we have to start looking at motive, right? What would be a female's motive to sit around with somebody that, you know, I used to date or whatever whatever and talk about me in past tense. Now mind you, I haven't lived in my hometown for eight I was gone for 17 years, okay? So, my issue is if that person, if that woman ain't never did nothing, ain't never been nothing but nice to you. What is something that you would have said if somebody tried to come to you about one of your exes?
2: But in, but in principle, why would you even care what other people think of you?
0: I oh no, I don't care. I'm talking about as a man, what would you do? I personally don't care. What I care about is the man's reaction. My my somebody, that one of my beloved's reactions That's what I care about I don't care about what people say about me But what I'm saying is is that first of all Let's be clear There's people that come to me on a daily basis About people that I've been with Or a person that I've been with And the first thing that I say to them is First of all, look, I don't want to hear that That motherfucker ain't never did none of that to me And I'm not really concerned about it If you want to discuss with him about what's going on Maybe you should do that And then they shut it down you understand what I'm saying? And then it, it, it goes on record as she, she ain't going to say nothing about this. She ain't going to tell us nothing. You understand what I'm saying? And then also, too, I don't go back and tell him either, like, yo, guess who was asking about you? Guess who said this? Guess who said that? You know why? Because now I have to have a conversation about negativity, about somebody that's probably jealous of you for some reason or jealous of our relationship or trying to invade in our relationship. So I don't mention it at all. You know why? Because it was handled. So for a man to sit there and gossip with women, and then turn around and call the woman to tell her what other women said, and then don't tell you what the who who the other women were, don't you think that's just a little bit too much?
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Anyone who would do that, that's they're just wrong for that. That's you know, like you said, that's kind of feminine. I mean, no man should no man should do that. But the problem is, a lot of men these days they act like that because a lot of men, you know. Unfortunately, didn't grow up with their fathers, and just they kind of reproduce the same feminine behavior that most of them learn from their mothers, and that's why they go out and do that same stuff.
0: That's what I'm saying. So, like, as a grown man from Minneapolis, how would you have shut the conversation down? Just so we can have an example for people like Dr. Umar Johnson and such, just to shut the whole conversation down. Somebody comes to you and says, yo, i seen, let's say, Samantha last week. I know you was with her. Did you know that back in the day she used to be a hoe and she was doing this and she was doing that? Now, Samantha, ain't never been nothing but good to you and your family, like I said. What are you going to say to this woman?
2: Simple. I would tell them, look, if if we're not talking about something that has to do with business, making money, or something that can benefit you and I in some type of mutual partnership, I don't have time for that conversation. So you can just move along. I mean, that's and, that's, and just, that's, that's a all exactly. That's it. But the problem is today, you got a lot of people. You know, back in the day, they called them busybodies. Basically, mm-hmm. people Messy. that got too much Messy. time on their hand, You know, just to be sitting around talking all day. I mean, any man that's got time to just sit around and talk. Just in my in my opinion, you gotta you know you gotta be out here making moves.
0: To but now, let like me it. ask you this: Now, what do you do out there in Minneapolis? Because this is it looks like you're a first time caller. So, have you been listening to the show, or did you just log on today because you was off work or something? And was like, oh, that looks interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I just logged on. I was on a Block Talk Radio, and I just I seen the show on the uh, on the page.
0: Now, let me get into this as well, because we were talking, I was talking about, because um, I've been on air for three years, so let me introduce myself. I'm D Scott. I have written several books. I'm on my seventh book right now, so I'm most noted for uh, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mask. I do cuss a lot. I do, you know, do all this other stuff, but I try to keep it as real as I can. So I'm doing a 2017 recap of Tell the Truth Tuesday, and Tell the Truth Tuesday was started uh, the day Robin Williams was found founded, uh, committed suicide some years back. And I did it because we have an overwhelming amount, a larger amount of black men committing suicide, black women committing suicide, black male suicide, I believe, is up 60%. And you know, that was something that was bothersome for me. And I think that some of the reason that this is happening is because we as minorities, Latinas, you know, whether it be, you know, Indian, whatever, we don't talk about the things that bother us. And so it's always funny to me when people they listen to my show and I get a lot of emails, I get a lot of DMs and things like that. And it's and it's funny that you say that because I guess I don't portray myself in a sexual manner. So I don't really get the sexy DMS and the, you know, the, the inappropriate conversation, not because I'm always covered up, but just because again, I'm really, I'm not with it. Like don't, don't do that. But when people listen to the show, me spilling all my beans about what's going on in my life, like certain relationships I was in or me dealing with fibroid tumors and having a cancerous issue and me kind of going on a spiritual journey. I think that a lot of people started, being able to assimilate with that and then be able to let out their own truth, because I think that's what's killing us as a community is the fact that we can't look at each other and tell the damn truth. That is a huge problem and say, you know what, I don't like when you did that. Or no, I don't forgive you for what you did because what you did was unforgivable. Or no, I'm not interested in taking the high road because you're not up there with me. You know, and I think that's a common misconception is that in order for us to protect our energy, we don't have to forgive everybody just because they say sorry. I don't have to have a conversation with you because you want to question me about something that, you know, that never even happened 25 years ago. And like you said, I have better things to do. You know, I just found out somebody that I know personally just was found out that to, to have HIV, is HIV positive. You know, so... I'm sitting there trying to, you know, educate other people about, yeah, you can give them a hug. You can can do this. You can do that. You know what I mean? So these are the things that I'm trying to do in 2018. I'm not really trying to have conversations about what happened in 2016, 1992, or any of that. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm a businesswoman as well. So I run several businesses. I own the publishing house that publishes my books. I also have a, a, a shirt brand, and in addition to that, I have this show and so on and so forth. So, what is it that you do out there in Minneapolis?
2: Well, I got uh, own a, a gas station and I got a trucking company that I started a little while ago. But um, kind of similar story to itself. Like I used to, I was homeless at one time and I was two times in okay. And, um, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to turn my life around and kind of just going out and learning and researching, you know, how to make money, how to develop your money and develop your credit and things like that mm-hmm. able come up. But, you know, it's a great point that you brought up as far as, you know, mental health and especially in the black community. And I feel like, you know, you have different categories where, like, for example, like a lot of people who have been abused, especially when they're younger, and they kind of carry that with them over the years. And you have some people that, you know, maybe they fell on hard times and it just sort of, mm-hmm. what their psyches are. but, uh, along, you know, with all of that, I think spiritually, I think that's more of an answer than a medical answer. Cause I noticed the white community, they seem to gravitate towards, you know, antidepressants and things of that nature that I don't think really. Actually yeah. I'm not probably. really
0: into psychopharmacology.
2: Yeah, me too. I just, I think that, that in fact, to me, kind of adds to the problems because all you're doing is creating a you know a chemical imbalance in your mind. You're not really fixing the emotional issues. And so, I mean, I don't know what your spiritual background is, or if you believe in God or Jesus or anything like that. But for <laughs> me, that helped me a lot because you know, I was an atheist for most of my life. And uh, when I when I, was, when I was in my hard times. Uh, you know, the Lord kind of revealed himself to me and made himself real to me. And he yeah. showed me that God was real and all that and that's what helped me because it's that inner healing that to me, only God can do that. There's no psychologist or medicine you can deal with. Because especially as men, right? Cause, I mean, and I'm sure for women it's true too is that a lot of us, we have that pain and we try to, comp, you know, comp, um, like just hide it and
0: not go about your business. It just, I
2: don't know, man, but I'm kind of rambling. I
0: apologize. If, if, no, if oh, no, honey, I ramble all the time. I get on this show. Listen, if you're on the road and you truck, and trust me, I have over 200 episodes. You need to just go back to the beginning and listen to them all because you'll see me go on my spiritual journey. So I used to attend one of the larger mega churches in Tampa. It was called Without Walls. Church Incorporated, and it housed Randy White and Paula White when they were married. And I tell people this all the time because people assume that, you know, because I'm a little bit dark that I um, you know, I'm. they've assumed I don't believe in God and things like that. Like that's ridiculous because I grew up in the church. Most of my uncles are all preachers. However, when you watch that church crumble over a woman and then you watch other churches crumble because a man was being a man, you start um, looking at it within yourself saying, do I really need to go to church three times a week to be blessed? Do I really need to tithe 10% to be blessed? Why can't I just give to charity? Why can't I just help this person over here? Why can't I just be a good person and just say my prayers and try to walk in what's right? You know what I mean? Because, you know, we're looking at the Bible, and I have an issue with the Bible too, you know, King James, all that other stuff. But when I say I'm spiritual, I do what spirit tells me to do. So spirit says bless this person with this, this, and this. That's what I do. You know what I mean? And I'm always blessed. And I just posted something about what you were saying about hardships is that, you know, one thing I don't do, and this this year has been very – an eye opener for me because people that I would never think would ever say a bad word against me or agree with somebody would, these are people that I would have thought would have guillotined your head from the neck for me. Didn't you sat around like in a pit of snakes and just talked shit about me to the point where I don't even care what happens to you in this lifetime, what happens to you in the next lifetime. All I can say is that I'm not praying for you anymore. And that, I think is very powerful, because that's worse than I hate you. That's that's me saying that, you know what, even after everything that was going on, I still chose to get down at night and pray for you, pray for you when I wake up in the morning that you're safe, that you're healthy, that your family's safe, that your family's healthy. You're not even praying for your own family. You're not even praying for yourself. So you know what, you want to continue to be angry and deal with your emotional issues instead of getting help. I agree with that. So fine. Let the people that are around you, let all these snakes, let them pray for you. Because we all know what's going to happen when the snakes pray for you. They're going to P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y for you, okay? So for me, all that negativity, it has to go because I can't start my – I'm very sensitive to stuff like that. Like I can't start my 2018 like that. So I have never – even been in any type of friendship like I have a guy from right now that I had a situation recently horrible back in September and when people came to him just even trying to get information he was like if you would like to know what's going on here is her email you can you can ask her personally oh that's what that's what you think about her okay well I'll tell you what give her her email and I'll tell her that you gon you gonna email her and tell her what you think That's some boss, like, that's, you know what I mean? And let me just, for the record, contrary to popular belief, the people that you think came back and told me about the memes and all that other stuff, it wasn't him. It was other people that was on the page that didn't know that me and a particular person had fell out, didn't know, okay? So that's what I'm saying, like, loyalty to me, I'm loyal to the soil, So if that's my sister, that's going to always be my sister. If that's somebody that I loved up until this year, I could honestly say, you know what, that's somebody that I'm going to always, you know, care about. Right now, it's a lie. (laughs) If that's my sister, that's still my sister. If that's my family, that's still my family. But what I've learned is that, like Drake said, dudes talk more than bitches these days. You know, and for me, that's not okay. It's just I didn't grow up with a father like that. You know, my father was very masculine. He didn't get into women speak. If it wasn't about hunting or making some money or going to work, he wasn't having a conversation. So you might be right in saying what you said about, you know, the the pacification of men, which is actually an Erica Pittman term. But... In 2017, I also learned who were my soldiers, who were people that not co-signed what I do, because don't nobody even know what I do. I don't put my business out there like that. You can't, you know. in, in this industry, and in, in in any industry, really, you know, if you when you went and bought your gas station, did you did you did you uh put it all over the internet and tell everybody what you was finna do? Oh,
1: no, absolutely not.
0: Man. Right. You just opened it and was like, "Good morning," right? So for me, I'm the same way. I have to start, you know, I, I I like to make more moves, less announcements. And I think that for certain people, because they see you in a certain state, like they saw you when you was homeless or they saw you when you was a certain way or living in certain standards, they're not realizing that those were not places that you were meant to stay. And so now you have to be, you know, responsible for the words that you said when you kicked me when I was down. And now you have to be responsible for the things that you said with, around people that meant me no good, and all I've ever done has been good to you. So take all that. That's the thing that I don't like about men nowadays too emotional. Take all the emotion out of everything, and let's look at facts. Let's get a piece of paper and look at what the exact facts are. You know what I'm saying, making sure that, you know, your family members go to doctor's appointments, making sure they're going to work, making sure sure they get to their court dates, making sure that they're not walking in the winter, making sure that they're getting to work on time. These are things that I did as a family member that you didn't even do. But you want to talk about me? You know what I'm saying like it just and it's funny cuz like you said n- nobody can say that that's how I knew I was really famous like y'all just let me know that I'm really doing the damn thing because for all these people that have so much to say about me and then when I see them in all these they want to speak and give me hugs and when I see them over here they want to do this and do that cuz my town is very very small you know and not only that I went to school with maybe like 5 black girls <laughs> You know oh, what I'm what saying? I'm, I'm 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 in upstate New York by Canada, so I'm literally across the bridge from Canada. Like, I'm well, like literally in Niagara coast. Falls, like the city with the Niagara Falls in it.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, so it's like near Rochester and Syracuse and all that?
0: Rochester's about an hour and a half away from us, but people know that because of, like, Jodefe. I'm actually 30 minutes from Buffalo, so the Buffalo Bills, they're 30 oh, okay. minutes away. Gotcha. So we're up this way. What part of Minneapolis are you in? Because I know it's freezing up there.
2: Yeah, no, Minneapolis the Twin Cities where we're our, our state borders Canada, like you know near Winnipeg and.
0: Oh all yeah that, yeah but. yeah yeah yeah! You're up by the other hockey team. Yep. So that's what I'm saying. So this show was basically, you know, like I said. Two thousand seventeen Cardi B had an excellent year. You know, and, and I, I can imagine that if people tried to come to offset and tell them tell him about her, or whatever, whatever, he's gonna be like, I don't care, that's my fiance. I put two hundred and fifty thousand on a ring. You know. Two thousand seventeen was also a great year for Diddy. Are you following Diddy on uh, Instagram? No, absolutely not. He said, absolutely not I liked Diddy, you know why? Because I watched him be a grimy, dirty motherfucker From the time, you know, we was younger Whatever, whatever And now, I used to think that Darkness was more powerful than love was. I did because I should be like ah oh, screw love, who cares? Uh, you know what I mean? Not because I was bitter. I've never been bitter, but just because I didn't I didn't believe in it, right? And now as you start to self-actualize and you start to realize what your purpose is. You know, cuz like you said, you know, who's sitting around talking about people that must be your purpose. That's not my purpose. I don't really got time to sit around and be worried about, you know what I'm saying, what's going on over here when my homeboy over here is, is, is getting ready to write his 17th book. You know what I mean? When I got a homegirl that just opened up her second call center, I'm behind the curve. I got I got to tighten up. You know, when I got a young lady that I'm coaching on, you know, selling lip glosses and eyelashes and getting her website together because I also do mentoring for younger women that are trying to start businesses or whatever. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that that needs to be done, and I I just really don't have time to talk about no past, present, or future relationships with anybody. And it's, it's crazy because in 2017, Diddy had a great year, I think, because he started transcending. So he had situations back in the day when he was grimy you know, wasn't paying Misa Hilton, uh, his one son's baby mama, went through it with the other baby mama, regular typical Negro shit, you know, and then when he started doing what he was supposed to do by his family, his children, his children's mothers, you know, this, that, and the third, everything changed. Now you're getting the money you deserve, now you're going back on tour, now you're getting the respect you deserve, and I really think that that's, what love does i think that when you start loving yourself you're able to give it back to people if you don't have that love to give to somebody else you never it's not going to work you know i don't want to be in a relationship with anybody whether it's my job whether it's a man whether it's a friend where i feel like i have to fight you all the time you're my enemy right you understand what I'm saying? You're committing treason. Yep. You're coming back. You bring. I don't want to be in a relationship with a man that I have to fight with. You know why? Because you're gonna lose every single time. You know why? Because I don't mind being by myself. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not one of these women that's like, oh my god, I gotta get a man. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I, listen. I, just, I look. I just like to look at you too. You know what I mean? I just. I want to plan our trips and, and do stuff together too. But I realized that in 2017. Sometimes when you do too much for people, they take advantage. And then when they take advantage, I have a really bad coping mechanism, and what that is is I just act like I don't even know you. Like I will really get it in my head. Like, you know, like if if you ever look at when people go through alcohol and drug counseling, they tell you get rid of people, places, and things that trigger you, that remind you of this and this, this, and this. I do that to human beings and will literally tell people that you died. Like, I'll be like, I don't even know I ain't seen them. I don't know. And that's not me wishing death on somebody. That just means that the life, the person that I know, they're not in the building. So you you have to go. Whatever it is you do, I don't care if you live, die, whatever, whatever. I'm not sending flowers. That's just you You did too much. Do, do you ever feel like you get to that point with people?
2: I used to. Uh, now, uh, mm-hmm. now I sort of learned, like, my mindset completely changed. As far as I do things. This is part of what I learned just in general from the Lord as far as when I shifted in life is in life it's mm-hmm. about it's about loving people, forgiving people, doing good to people, helping people yep. in need whenever you can. But never expecting anything in return. In the sense that I agree with never that. needing people's love, never needing your friendship, never needing them to beat you well, none of that stuff. Because you know, one of the one of the problems like for a lot of people, like you brought up how some women need to have a man. If people need other people's approval, affirmation, love, whatever, just sort of almost justifies your identity. So not, you don't know your own identity
0: and You're, in your you're breaking up, honey. You're breaking up.
2: No, I'm sorry. Is it still breaking up?
0: Okay, you're good.
2: But, but Before we go on,
0: now, I wanted to ask you a question
2: based on something you said earlier when you uh, used to go to that church, you used to mm-hmm.
0: have issues with the, I believe, the
2: Bible. Uh, I was just wondering what, what were they exactly?
0: I'm sorry, what did you say?
2: Because earlier you said, when you used to go to church, um, you talked about how you have certain objections, and one of the things you brought up was, you said you have problems with, uh, with the Bible. i uh, just wondering, what
0: were they? What problems do I have with the Bible? Yeah. Okay, the problem I have with the Bible is that the only book that has ever really been recited from ancestor to ancestor, from cover to cover, is the Quran. And then after the Quran, I believe it was the Jewish Bible, whatever they call it, that has been recited. Our Bible as we know it, you understand what I'm saying? There's a King James Version, an NIV Version, all these different versions. And I have problem with the Bible because the Bible is always up for interpretation. Okay. So I'm an artist, I'm a writer, right? So if I write something, one word in a sentence, somebody can interpret that whole sentence three different ways. Right? So if we're following somebody, okay? And then you know the whole imagery of Jesus and everything like that. So make no mistake, I believe in God. I'm not an atheist by any means. Like in fact, that's I actually did a thesis in college at University of Pittsburgh under Dr. Gale, who is one of the world renowned uh uh, doctors in 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 theology about the existence of Christ and the existence of the devil, so I had to argue for one, so obviously smashed it got a ninety eight percent but My whole thing is that spirituality, I think, fits better with me than me having to go to a book to say, well, the Bible says, and trust me, I can quote the Bible left and right, because the Bible also says you're not supposed to be eating pork, you're not supposed to be eating shrimp. Oh, but then they went in Galatians, and they they renewed it, and now you're allowed, and things like that. Who did that? Did God do that? Did Jesus do that? I just think that because the Bible – is up for interpretation, that it's not a book that I would go to if I was looking for an answer to a question. It was the book that I went to for 30-something years of my life, but now I'd rather just look within and then just listen to what my spirit is telling me to do. Does that make sense?
2: Oh, uh, Definitely. No, I understand because, like I said, I was an atheist most of my life, so <clears throat> some of the objections you're making is the objections I used to make. Against, you know, Christians that I knew Because I used to, I used to think people who were Christians were totally ridiculous I thought the whole religious concept was a bunch of nonsense But um, when it comes to the things in the Bible What I found fascinating is Is that when you actually study the manuscript evidence And history behind, let's say, just the New Testament Specifically uh, When you brought up the idea of, you know, the King James NIV All those are, are just English translations From the Greek and Hebrew manuscripts of actual the actual Bible itself. So it's not like someone's changing the Bible, it's just the translation. So they're basing their translation on a, on a group of manuscripts that go from, in the case of the New Testament, I we're talking about the 1st century all the way through the 14th century. So we have, like, mm-hmm. for any ancient, you know, writing of that time period, there's no other ancient writing has more evidence behind it. So this idea that the is like people try to use the game powerful message changed over time. It's actually not true. You know, and the Dead Sea Scrolls are not familiar with that. The it's Dead Sea just,
0: Scrolls are what? The Dead Sea
2: Scrolls are just the you know, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament.
0: They discovered that because okay, they exist. I mean Yeah,
2: but I'm just saying from as an example, like that's from we're talking about two and three hundred B C so that's more than you know, mm-hmm. that's more than two two thousand two hundred years ago. And that's Shows that we basically have the exact same Old Testament today that they had all the way back then. And so, you know, the the issues with the whole idea of the Bible changing is not true. And when you bring up the Quran, what happened with the Quran is totally different. The Quran, they had a a man named Uthman, who was the the leader of the Islamic Caliphate, Mm about 15 years after Muhammad died. And what he did is he basically went out, and because Islam had a central governing body, the Caliphate, Christianity did not have that. Christianity, for the first 400 years, was just an organic thing. It wasn't an organized religion like we did today. So, manuscripts were spread around. There wasn't a cult. There wasn't a church fight. There was nothing. So, nobody was there monitoring everything. Whereas in Islam, they had a caliphate, and this caliphate
0: damaged every
1: Quran he found.
0: that was in agreement
1: with
2: the one that he
0: chose. Over- You're breaking that. up again, honey. The reason that the Quran they have one version is because of mine. Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Bible is wrong. I'm not saying. I'm just saying I don't read it anymore. I've read it for many, many years. So I don't argue. For and against God, because I'm very clear, obviously, especially if, see, that's the thing, that's what, what I love about this show is that you don't know anything about me, because if you did, you would know, like, oh, she's gone through her spiritual journey and called on God many times. But I also believe in what I call equilibrium, which is, you know, people will acknowledge their angels and don't acknowledge their demons. And that is a big issue in addiction. That is a big issue in mental health. And that is a big issue in people's relationships. And so you should know, especially that you're the first atheist I've ever talked to, uh, you should know that if you are denouncing God, you have to acknowledge the devil. You have to, because he created him. Lucifer was an angel. We all know that. So when I say I know my Bible, trust me, I know my Bible. I'm not arguing against it. I'm not an atheist. I'm spiritual. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. You know, but just like what the Jews say, the Jews say, we never said that we didn't believe in, in Jesus. We just don't believe, you know, we just don't believe he's the son of God. And, and, the, and the, you know, the Muslims say the same thing. That's their choice. I believe it all. What I'm saying is that that religion does not, you understand what I'm saying? I've done it for 30 years. You understand what I'm saying? And so now I'm more comfortable in saying, you know, my grandmother, she was a Lutheran. Okay And she got sick Couldn't go to church And they're all blaspheming her Like oh you know My great grandmother actually You should be going to church And she said listen I, I don't know what Bible you read But I don't have to go to church To worship I worship seven days a week Not just on Sundays And that always was very profound to me Because that's how it was supposed to be You know So long as I'm in here Praying for those That I want to see do well And making sure That I'm doing right by people That is my church that is my Bible. You know, that's right. law. Because Jesus right?
2: opposed religion. I mean, Jesus didn't teach religion. He taught about a relationship with God where someone has that Correct. personal accountability. But to your point, right. earlier, and when that's you why I youth, think that people. Abortion. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's where I think people get it confused Is because if you're a Bible tolder And you're attempting to tell me Someone who literally grew up in the church Like a shade away from a Kojic, okay Church of God in Christ You know, if if you're talking to me about these things Like my family's just going to be like, don't do it Because at the end of the day, I'm very well I'm not, you know, sniffing on your religion What I'm saying is that obviously there is a God You would be very silly to be out here on this earth Thinking that you're just making all these moves by yourself (laughs) <laughs> that your blessings just come from, you know what I mean? Hard work. That that's not. It's not true. I've seen miracles. I've been part of miracles. All of that. So in 2018, one of the things that I said I was going to do is get more into spirituality and being able to, you know, accept how other people view God or accept how other people worship. You know, if that makes sense, because I wasn't tolerant of it when I was just a Christian, when I was just reading the Bible. You know what I mean? And then especially up here, there's so many different religions and sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects of, you know, Indians and Native Americans and West Indians and things like that. You have to learn to be tolerant and to be appropriate as well. So in 2018, I think, at least for me, I'm going to see – more blessings because I'm not really concerned with giving my energy to anything that's negative, anything that had to do with any of my downfall in 2017. I'm not giving my energy to some, listen, I done blocked several phone numbers today. You understand what I'm saying? Cause I just, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. I, I don't care what happened to you. I, I just don't let, you know what I tell people? Let spirit deal with you. Cause that is the biggest punishment that you can you can ever tell somebody Is A, I'm not praying for you anymore do, do you? And B, let Spirit deal with you. So I'm glad That you called. I'm hoping that you go back And you listen to a few of the shows because like I said We, you know, I get on here I have my boys on, Saladina Wood They were on a couple weeks ago. I like to get The male perspective on things because there's A common misnomer. Oh, Denise Hates men. No, actually I love men I have relationships with them and everything But <laughs> uh, if you're Not following me on Instagram, I'm at scott so you can see who you were talking to. My uh, website is stayinyourlane123.com, and that should – it used to have my Instagram on there. We took it off because we had a little – stalker situation Um, but if you ever want to reach out whatever whatever, you can always message me on here I'd love to get you back on the show because maybe we'll talk about spirituality versus Christianity that might be a show that I do in 2018 to make people aware of their choices and and about how we speak things into reality you know what I mean
2: yeah no thank you and if I I could just make one last quick point before I go and I thank you for having me on when you brought up the point for example about the uh, issues like, for example, with pork and shellfish And people say, well, in one part of the Bible says you don't eat it, and what up mm-hmm. The issue was simply, it's this It's just basically in the New Testament You had a bunch of Gentile people who were non-Jewish And the Christians had mm-hmm. a dilemma At the time, they were wondering Do these Gentiles need to follow the law of Moses? Or do they not? And this whole thing was discussed in Acts chapter 10 Amongst the apostles and Paul The apostle Paul, the main one Who was talking about how the Gentiles don't need to do that and they're not obligated mm-hmm. to follow the law of Moses. So what the New Testament teaches is clear. If you're a Gentile, meaning by that non-Jewish, you're not obligated to keep the dietary law. But if you're Jewish, then obviously you're supposed to because that's a covenant that was made specifically for the Jewish people. So that's all it is. It's it's nothing complicated or anything. It's just a matter of – Oh, I know that. That's what
0: I'm saying. I know the Bible front and back. I'm just saying that there are people that are out there looking for something to believe in. They believe in God. They believe in Jesus. They believe, obviously, that something is guiding them. So if that's the first step, I would rather have them believe in something than nothing at all. You know what I mean?
2: Because you can't can't just go around – no, there, there's no such thing as the Bible being up for interpretation. But, and this is somebody who, who, from the outside... Oh, okay, the but there, there, there is, that.
0: because people interpret it three different ways. You could take a scripture, and somebody will interpret it literally three different ways, and then don't read the opposing scripture that's telling you why X, Y, and Z. So people do interpret the Bible three... You, you know that. <laughs> Look, you know that. But uh, let but me do I this. By that Make sure the only you send who me a... Are, uh, are
2: who are I'm sorry? ...for a nefarious purpose. For example, if you have right intention, meaning by that, if your intention is to use the money, use the Bible to justify some type of evil lifestyle, that's the people that do that. Because nobody will, anyone with a third grade education can simply look at the plain text of what the Bible says on a variety of issues, and it's extremely clear cut. I mean, you don't, you don't right, but it also the, says an
0: eye for an eye, right? And then, it, and then it'll turn around until you turn the other cheek. So somebody would say an eye for an eye. Okay, well, you did this to me. The Bible you, now you know this. The Bible is full you, of murdering, you're talking, it's full of prostitutes, yeah, you're and it's about, full of oh, death. I mean, so we can't argue that it, it's a book. So they no, were well, killing that's, people that's, in the Bible. We're not, we can't do that. Yeah, but it's 2017, yeah, 18. But, we can't do that.
2: Yeah, but that <laughs> is up for interpretation. You know the difference. That's that's all. Yeah, I do know new. the
0: difference. But what I'm saying is, is that I can't look at that and say, well, God told me they would call that schizophrenia. You know, God told no, me no. that because you took this from oh. me, I'm allowed yeah. to take this from you. That that's not how you we know. was in 2018. No, <laughs> you
2: know what I'm Jesus saying? explained, explained why that's the case with the old and new, for example, because the disciples came to Jesus about the issue of divorce. And he explained to them that the only, God's desire—the only time a person gets divorced is if the other person was unfaithful to them. And he sa- and then the disciples asked him, "Then why did Moses permit us to, to be able to divorce our wife for any reason?" And he explained to them, and he said, "The law of Moses was given to you for such because your hearts were hard." Meaning by that, mm-hmm. because of where their state was, their hearts were their moral level. They weren't ready to accept the idea of love and forgive your enemy and turn the other cheek or don't divorce your wife for any arbitrary reason. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. God was dealing with people on a progressive level. Remember, these were the Israelites just coming out of Egypt, out of slavery, in a time in I a know. barbaric era. So I know
0: that. That's why I said we will have to that, have that, another that's show. That's the reason Christianity why Christianity had eye for an eye.
2: Spirituality. And then later in the New Testament, it became turn the other cheek, because God was progressively dealing with mankind, the same way he deals with people in their own life. Like at uh, one point in mm-hmm. your life You may have done certain things And as your life progresses As you grow in understanding And you know right. become more mature you know, can raise the level of expectation And teach you different But things. now let me ask if you, you your way. name
0: Before we get off this call Because the show's getting okay. ready to end So let me ask you your name yep, What I'm was sorry. your
2: name, hon? Uh, my name is Robert man. What
0: was your name? I'm sorry? What was your name? Okay. All right. Well, for guys, we're going to... I'm sorry. Your name was Robert. Okay, because you must have muted yeah. out there. So, Robert, I'm going to actually end the show with one of the songs that I loved in 2017. Uh, it is called Love a Loser. It's by Cassie, who is actually Diddy's Paramore, his his beloved. And I love the song because I like the play on words. And then another popular rapper from this year was G-Eazy. He's on a bunch of songs with Cardi B and different uh, different rappers for the year. So just... You know, guys, Just whatever you need to do in 2017 Whether it's a cleansing bath Whether it's reading your Bible Whether it's going to church New Year's Eve Do whatever you need to do Make sure you don't talk about people That always make sure that you was good And make sure that you In order for you to receive a blessing You got to be a blessing So that means that we don't have to Give to charity and put it on the internet We don't have to You know give out turkeys And put it on the internet We don't have to go to food shelters Cute and with our Uggs on and, and, And put it on the internet We don't have to do that That's not charity that's vanity. And so I'm gonna leave you guys with Cassie Love a Loser. Happy New Year to you guys. Thank you for dogging it out with me and, and, and making it through. 2018 is gonna be explosive. I'd
1: lose a lover than a lover loser. Everything you do. I'd rather lose a lover than to love a loser. Yeah, damn, that was my baby, thought we had a future. Hey, next to all these options, I would always choose her. But she's fragile, feels like every place I touch, I bruise her. Ay, delicate, I fell back, I can't tell if it. Really helped out her, she told me she been celibate. Said nobody made her feel the way I did, I felt a bit. A little bit conflicted, I heard she had someone new she was messing with. It. I cannot tell I think I'm under her spell I sent her flowers And all she said back Was hope all is well She said that love Don't cost a same But got that For sale That woman put me through hell I fell in love with, Oh well You know uh, Oh well from the cigarette you didn't even see my.